Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I am a coach, a hypnotherapist, and the author of The Anxiety Solution and my latest book, Brave New Girl, which is all about confidence. So thank you so much for listening today. Today I'm speaking to a good friend of mine and someone that I really admire and look to for advice, Adria Decourt, who is a message clarity coach and she helps female leaders to tap into the message that moves them and then clearly and courageously share it. She's a TEDx speaker, she's the creator of the Messenger Archetypes Quiz and her podcast, which I am an avid listener of, is called The Unforgettable Podcast. Basically, this podcast is for you if you're someone that wants to get a message out there. That might be in a work situation, perhaps having the courage to speak up more at work. It might be in your friendship group, wanting to say no or speak your mind or get over some people pleasing. So we really get into conversations about what keeps us from using our voices. We talk about Asia's experience um, of doing her TED talk. And she shares that she wasn't always the confident person that she comes across in her TED talk and shares a story around that. We talk about how to get over these worries about what people think of what we're going to say. And I, yeah, have definitely struggled with this myself, kept quiet, not wanted to share my ideas because I thought I'd be rejected or criticized. And Adria just has a beautiful way of thinking about this differently so that we can all have the courage to speak up about what's important to us or say what we want to say in work or in our personal lives. So I think you're going to love this episode I also just want to invite you to get your free anxiety busting toolkit. You can head over to my website, karmayou.com forward slash free and enter your details there. And I'm going to send you a free hypnotherapy session, an affirmations MP3 to really get your mindset to be positive and confident and also some worksheets and information sheets and People have been finding this toolkit so, so helpful. So you can head over to karmayou.com forward slash free and grab your free toolkit there. So let's get into the interview with Adria Decourt. The Karma You podcast is made possible this week by Simprove. I was first recommended to take Simprove, a live bacteria food supplement by a nutritionist when I was having digestive issues. Now drinking their product every morning has become part of my morning ritual and I wouldn't be without it. It's basically become my most recommended product. My parents, my sisters, my boyfriend, even my in-laws and my parents' friends are all taking it now because I rave about it to everyone. It has massively improved my digestion and I used to have problems with food intolerances, which I no longer have. You can save 25% off your first four-week pack of Simprove when you visit www.simprove.com, that's spelt S-Y-M-P-R-O-V-E and enter the code Chloe, 25%. 
Welcome, Adria. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Chloe. I'm super excited about this. And I know right now, you know, we're on two completely different time zones. (laughs) So I started my day, you're wrapping up your day, but I'm feeling pretty good today so far. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So good to talk to you. We're going to have so much to talk about. Can you tell us what it is that you do for starters and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So I am a message clarity coach for business owners, like solopreneurs, small business owners. And what that means (laughs) is that I help, especially women who have this really big mission behind what they want to do in the world and kind of have a hard time communicating the value of their work, even communicating sometimes what their work is, if they're a little bit more spiritual or, or a little bit like it's harder to define, or maybe they have a hard time really sharing it and speaking up about it and really claiming and owning the value of their work. And so I help them to clarify what that big message is they stand for, really go deeper in who the people are that they're speaking to and and create that connection with their people and also really just show up as themselves as the face of their brand in their business. And so a lot of my focus, and I know we're going to talk more about that in this episode, has been how do you do that? How do you show up as you? How do you be real? How do you like peel back this mask of kind of feeling like you need to show up a certain way, which is really draining, as well as how do you get super clear on what you stand for so that you can use your voice and you kind of have can get your ideas out there too. So how I got to this work, <laughs> I would say that it's been an evolution. I'm a huge believer in our journeys being evolution and every piece of them being what gets us to where we are right now. Like there's no mistakes. <laughs> it's all part of part of what we bring to the table. And so I'm very much like that too. I started out, um, I got my my degree in architecture, worked in the architecture world for a little while. And I bring that with me now in my work, this idea of the user experience. How does someone, how do you step outside of your own shoes and, and into those of another person and see how they're experiencing, how you're communicating and how you're showing up. And then I ended up evolving and realizing that wasn't quite the right fit and I got my master's in plant ecology, botany, environmental science, the combination of all those, <laughs> and worked for a long time in that field and in that world and natural resources and and in you know working with plants and the natural ecosystems and doing restoration work on damaged ecosystems, doing monitoring of bark beetle invasions in mountains and trees and working with municipalities on urban forestry and planting trees in cities and just all this mixed bag of different pieces that kind of felt like they were making this difference in the world. But I worked for the government, which is still fabulous, but it felt like a lot of things were slow. (laughs) And it also felt like I, I wanted this deeper level of creative expression and also more feminine energy in my life where I was in a very male dominated field and like not just male dominated, but like very manly men, like tobacco chewing, very conservative. Like 
I, I felt like at the time I was, you know, at the time I was vegan, <laughs> it was, I was just like this very different creature that I felt like the people I was around a lot didn't get me. <laughs> and so I ended up shifting and getting really interested in seeing people sharing their messages online. So following different people who were bloggers and who were like basically communicating with people online, putting out a message and realizing that I wanted to do that. Like I've always been a writer. I've always been what I call, like I have these messenger archetypes and I'm the expressive. And so I've always had this need to kind of like express myself. And so I ended up shifting into that, started out in kind of supporting people around wellness, ended up supporting business owners around wellness. And then after I did my TED talk and started my first podcast, I realized that the part that I was really passionate about was actually the messaging. <laughs> it was actually the helping them kind of birth what their message was and helping them claim it and get it out into the world and, and communicate it. And so I ended up shifting into that work. And that's what I've been doing for the last several years since then in one shape or another, the evolution continues. It never ends, but that that's, um, I guess it wasn't really a nutshell, but in the longer nutshell, <laughs> how it came to this work. Amazing. Amazing. It's, it's so interesting. What you're talking about is in terms of sharing our voices and helping people to get clarity on our message, because we're all a brand, whether or not you work for your own business, we are all a brand. We all have a presence on social media and I hear from people all the time about their issues with sharing their voice, whether that is just within their families, be able to ask for what they want or they need, whether that's, you know, in their corporate job, whether that's in their businesses, whether that's just on social media. And it seems like there's a lot of things that stop us from being able to share what we want to share or say things how we want to say it. What do you see as the things that stop us from sharing our voices? Mm. Oh, this is such a good question. And I, I love how you were saying that we're all a brand because I was a co-facilitator in, in a women's leadership training, like a nine month training a couple years ago, I think. And one of the different exercises that I led the ladies in, it was like a group of nine ladies that we, you know, we were together that whole time. And this was a mixed group where there were women who were in corporate, who were, you know, executives in a bank. There were women who worked in the government sector and were managers. There was women who, who were business owners. Also there, there just was this like really broad range, but there was this thread that really connected all of us. And so you know, in terms of women's leadership, in terms of like, how are we using our voices? How are we, you know, doing our work in the world, no matter what the platform is we're using, you know? And Mm -hmm. so one of the exercises I led them through was, was identifying what their brand voice was and identifying what the things were that they stood for. And, you know, what, if they were to choose like a few adjectives to describe like what they stand for in the world and, and what they want to, how they want to show up and how they want other people to see them as. And this was a universal concept that, you know, was really powerful for the executive in the bank, as well as the manager in, you know, the government sector, as well as the person building their business. And so I think that's like a really important point to realize that no matter where we're at, like we are people who, who have a voice and who feel the sense of responsibility to share it or to make some change or some shift in the world. And so when, 
a lot of times what ends up happening though is that it can be hard to share that voice that we can feel resistance. We can feel like no one would want to hear what I have to say anyways, you know, no one's going to listen or who am I to say this, or it's already been said before, or maybe we even feel like I'm going to be too much for people if I speak up. And so there's this huge kind of bucket, I guess you could say, of different things that come up depending on who we are, depending on what the stories are we've kind of made in our head or what we've been told that stuck with us in the past. And any one of those could stop us from speaking up and using our voice. And so one of the things that I find to be the most powerful for starting to claim your voice and starting to put it out there and even if it's on a social media post, taking a stand for something you believe in can be this simple practice of tapping into why you care so much. Like, why do you care so much? Why, why does this matter so much to you? And a mantra that I give to my clients a lot and also my podcast listeners is my message is bigger than my discomfort. And sometimes just kind of tapping into that and tapping into like that recognition of like, if I don't share this, if I don't say this, like there's people who are going to be moved by this. There's people whose lives might even be changed by one simple sentence and hearing it, hearing me say it, because maybe they need to hear me say it. Maybe they've heard it before, but coming from me, it's going to land. And so if I don't, then those people don't get the message. And so my message is, bigger, if I'm in service to that message and in service to making shifts happen, then tapping into that can like bring up this well of courage. I know for me, I'm a naturally shy person. And so speaking for me has been a huge lesson in courage. (laughs) And whenever I get out there in front of an audience and I, like I can specifically say for my TEDx talk, so true. I tap into that well of courage from, you know, my message being more important than the discomfort I'm having. Like, it's not about me. It's about the people who need to hear it. And I can remember, like, I think probably the first inspirational, motivational type talk that I ever did. I remember standing up in front of the audience and kind of, you know, having all these nerves and all this stuff going on in my chest And looking out and meeting the eyes of one of the women in the audience and seeing that she had tears in her eyes and like watching her as I continued to speak and kind of feeling like I could see the shift happening for her. And I think that was a really big anchoring into this idea that I'm talking about for me, realizing like, oh, wow. Okay. So I was nervous to share this, but that was really important. Something happened there. And so I would say that's probably one of the biggest pieces, which seems so simple, but can be incredibly powerful. That's so powerful. I actually got like some goosebumps when you said that your message is bigger than your discomfort, because I know that I can resonate with that a lot. I've had a lot of fears about speaking up and public speaking, and I've come a long way with it. But it, you know, to some extent, it is always a bit scary whenever I think you're sharing your ideas or you're, you know, putting yourself out there. I think there's always a bit of courage that is needed. And yeah, I'm just thinking about all the, all the people, all the people in the world who, you know, have ideas, who could be helping people with their ideas, who 
want to share about causes they believe in or want to I don't know maybe even stand up to someone for their own good but actually that would have a beneficial effect on everyone and who don't speak up about those things and don't say those things because they let that fear get in the way or they let those beliefs about not being good enough or who am I to say this or I you know I don't want to be too much and actually if we can just connect to the bigger reason behind speaking up then that gives us more of that courage to to be able to do that Mm, yes yes I love how you framed that Chloe yeah the connecting back to the reason behind sharing and the impact that it could have and yeah, because it can be so uncomfortable. It can be so feel so uncomfortable to like if you're say in a relationship or a friendship or a business arrangement or at work or wherever it is, like, and you feel like there's something that you want to say, but you don't want to say it. <laughs> and you hold back, and that can feel really uncomfortable. And one of the other practices that could be helpful for that too is maybe at least especially in the realm of if you feel like you'll be too much or if you feel like you're not enough or maybe you maybe it's not like something you need to speak up about but maybe it's how you're showing up like if maybe what I've recognized in myself lately is that I have a tendency to be easily overwhelmed so one of my mentors, who is a shared mentor, we both have Nisha Moodley. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was talking to her recently and she said she made a connection between my getting overwhelmed and my worry about overwhelming other people of like being too much. And like how, when I'm worried about overwhelming other people, then I kind of end up t- over responsibility <laughs> It's not really a word, but I'm making it a word. And kind of taking more on myself because I don't want to overwhelm them. I don't want to be too much. I don't want to like, so I kind of like moderate how I'm showing up or I moderate, you know, how much I'm showing of what's going on behind the scenes for me so that they don't get overwhelmed by me. And that was like kind of a little bit of an aha moment for me. Like I've done all this work, (laughs) peeling back these layers of how I'm performing, but there's always more. (laughs) And so one of the tools circling back around because I know I said I was going to give a second tool that I give uh, my people for, for the, if you feel like, you know, you might be too much or might be not enough or anything else, or you feel like you need to be a certain person. You need to like this sense of, we don't necessarily think about it this way, but the sense of performing and you may not recognize you're doing that. Like, it's not like you consciously are like, I'm going to show up this way, but it's more like this feeling of I need to show up this way. I need to show up with high energy for people to like me. I need to do this for people to take this action or, you know, to be okay in this situation. And so the tool for that is to practice compassion for your voice. So ah, compassion for your voice. So no matter how your voice comes out, no matter how your energy is, no matter how you're showing up, no matter what you look or feel or act like this sense of compassion, that that's all you. And that, that there's no one way that you show up powerful. Like if you just show up, you're enough. You don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And something, something really like lit up in my mind when you said about performing, because I I realized that I've never labeled this that before, but I have certainly more in the past and still sometimes now, 
found myself kind of moderating, controlling how I am, depending on who I'm with. Oh, is, is this person, you know, wanting someone to really listen or do they need someone to be the one that's talking more or... Yeah. And I never thought of it as performing, but now you said that, that makes total sense. And it's exhausting doing that. It is. Oh my gosh. It is so exhausting. And I'm like, I'm someone who, who trends to being, you know, a little bit more of an anxious person. So perfect. I'm on this show with you. I like listening to your show. (laughs) And so, yeah. And I feel like it drains, it drains, like having to kind of show up a certain way or feeling like you won't be accepted if you're not. And, and always kind of, if you're always moderating, or if you're always like aware and shifting and, and then also, you know, in certain friendships, maybe feeling like you can't be a certain way. So you're not getting what you need from that friendship or that relationship, because you're having to show up a certain way, which isn't actually fully you, or isn't fully like the relaxed, open, you there's like this certain energy drain that's happening behind the scenes like this steady drain and for me like when we talk about like overwhelm and anxiety and and being drained and all that stuff like these are all very much connected together yes so so much and yeah I mean yeah I can just breathe a bit easier thinking of that idea of compassion for the voice compassion for our voice and just However it comes out, it's okay. You know, however, whatever we say in the moment, if we can just be compassionate to that and mm. kind to ourselves about whatever, whatever happens. Yeah. And yeah. Just feels good to me to think of that. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember, um, there's a certain story that's coming to mind around that where I was at this, this intensive training, like this three day weekend for speakers and, I was getting some coaching and I was on stage in front of, you know, a crowd of like a hundred people being coached on making an offer <laughs> and essentially like inviting people to my program kind of thing. And I remember like I got up there and I felt like, okay, I'm, you know, an expressive person. I'm like high energy, high vibe. And if I show that, if I like, I'm in that energy, then people are going to really resonate. And I'm also really good at connecting with the audience and like feeling, making them feel seen. And so I'm going to show up that way. And I just remember like having all these things and then starting to go and speak to them. And then my mentor who was on stage with me, like stopping me and saying, okay, well now try it and don't be any certain way. Just say the things you have to say. And just like that shift and how it like relaxed my whole nervous system. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's so interesting. This be a certain way, quote unquote, a certain way, whatever that means. But we so often put that pressure on ourselves to be a certain way. And, And we're filtering ourselves, exhausting. And other people pick up on it as well. Obviously, your mentor knew this wasn't that you were performing at that point and not being, you know, yourself. So it's noticeable. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that because people might know anyway. <laughs> right. Here we are trying to, trying to like, well, like this is what I think they want me to show up as, but there's some part of them that senses that. And I, I've gotten feedback. I remember, okay. So a week or two ago, I had a past client write me and say that she started listening to my podcast again. She hadn't listened for a little bit. And she just had to let me know that she was struck by the shift in how I was showing up, that she was like, you were great before. 
And I didn't even notice before that there was anything to be different. But now when I listen, I'm like, I feel like I can really feel you and it's really you. And they're like, there's this shift and this difference. And I wouldn't even have known that that was there before. And so that was like a very strong confirmation of like, you know, all the work I've been doing the last few years of peeling back these layers that like sometimes people don't really consciously know it, but they still notice and respond when we go to that deeper level. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's better for you because <laughs> you really are just like showing up as you, but it can be hard. Like, I just want to say, like, sometimes we get this advice and we're like, okay, well, let me go do that. Or like, if, you know, if it was easy, I would have already done it. And so I just want to like speak to that. It's not this instant thing, but I think starting to have the awareness and noticing when you're drained after a certain situation or noticing when you feel like you're showing up a certain way that that can create a shift. Because I'm a huge believer, and this is like a big part of the work I do. It's a big part of like this whole messenger archetype system that's been so on my brain and my heart lately that I've been developing for my people and my podcast listeners. Um, this idea that we that it's like really our unique quirks that makes us a powerful messenger. So it's really your unique makeup that makes you powerful at using your voice in whatever way that might be for you. And so the more that you can kind of peel back the layers that like what I think of as kind of the messiness, any, anything that feels messy, that's hiding that and messiness might be feeling shy to share. And so not sharing messiness might be like everything coming out in a jumble. So people are like, what, what is what you're saying? Or it might be like having something that's really hard to define, but you really believe it, but you have a hard time explaining it or saying it. But the more we can kind of clear off those pieces and peel back to just the core of being able to show and be in all our unique quirks, all, you know, just ourselves, the more powerful we will be because like all the other stuff is just kind of like a veil over your power. Wow. I love that. And I, I want to talk more about that, but I also want to ask you to tell your story about your TED talk. Can you share about that? Cause I think this is a, a really interesting and great story. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So for anyone who's feeling like, as I tell stories about, you know, speaking or, you know, doing a TEDx talk that you're like, okay, well, that is definitely not anything that I could ever do. <laughs> I was a painfully shy child. Like I was very shy as a kid and kind of honestly, socially awkward. And when I was in my mid twenties, my ex-husband now, but husband you know, before this, and I still like really care about him and love him. He got down on one knee, he proposed. And I remember at the time, like there were all these thoughts going through my head, you know, looking at the ring and this idea of, you know, sharing a life together and the white dress and all this stuff. And then when my mind kind of landed on this image of me walking down the aisle and then everyone's heads turning to look at me, I felt panicked. I felt really panicked and anxious. And so I ended up not having, you know, a quote unquote real wedding. We got married in front of the justice of the peace. We had like five people in the room. And even then I felt really kind of anxious of people watching me or seeing me. And so when I say that <laughs> I was, you know, painfully shy, like that's what I mean, that I just did not want to have people's eyes on me. And so Fast forward to starting my business and kind of 
knowing that I wanted to share a message, but still being that shy person, I really had to use these tools that I've been talking about to tap into my message being greater than my discomfort. And like, that was a really big one for me. And that moment that I talked about earlier of having my first inspirational style talk with no notes and, you know, being in front of an audience and moving them and see, looking out and seeing the woman with tears in her eyes. Like that was a really pivotal moment for me that got me in touch of my message being greater than my discomfort. That was really important. And after that point, then it was probably between that point and my TEDx talk, it was a year. (laughs) So I accessed that part of me. And then when application time came for the TEDx that was in my city, I live in Las Vegas in the States. I felt like this pulling. I felt this pull of you have something to say. And then I also felt this like conflicted energy of like, uh, well, hmm, I don't really think... I don't really think you could uh, do this. You're not like a professional speaker. You, you know, maybe you should do this in five years. (laughs) But what I decided, I let the courage, I let the like belief in my message, I let that drive it. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to apply. And so I applied and I got an audition and I said, okay, I'm going to (laughs) audition. And so I stepped back, I clarified my message and I, and I'm a huge believer that when you get clear in your message, it makes it a lot easier to share. It like kind of brings confidence to sharing things. And so I got clear on that and I felt like, oh my gosh, this is so important. And so I auditioned (laughs) and then a couple of weeks later, I got the call back that I was selected. And so then, then it was like, oh gosh, I gotta actually go to the stage and like perform it and have it you know, videoed and put on the TED platform and it's going to be there forever. And it's like, like one take and (laughs) all that stuff like was running through my head. But during the, I think it might've been a couple months that we had to, to kind of put together and prepare our talk before performing it. And during that time, my focus was really on how do I, how do I shape this message? So it moves people, how do I shape this message? So it creates shifts in them. So it, so it changes something in the world and focusing on that is what really got me to the day that I went on stage. And, you know, I was standing in the wings when they were calling me on, my knees were shaking, <laughs> but it still is what got me onto that stage and got me through my whole talk, performing it. And it's funny how I'm using the word perform now after we've talked about that, sharing it maybe is better. And so it's just like, when I look back at the arc of that whole experience of, you know, starting with being too scared to walk down the aisle to speaking and sharing a Ted talk that was going to be kind of immortalized (laughs) on a stage in front of people and cameras feels pretty powerful. So if, if you are someone who, and this doesn't matter what scale it is, it doesn't have to be a Ted talk, (laughs) but if you were someone who kind of feels a pull for something there's a lot of power in connecting to that pull instead of stepping outside and worrying about what people will think or how it will be received and stepping into the people you want to move, like into their energy, into connecting with them, 
knowing them, caring about them. And I think that's why I'm such a big believer in, in the power of having a really clear message and in being able to just be in that message and be with your people and know your people and, and kind of have that deeper level of connection both to them and your message. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. Wow. So yeah, just for people listening to know that you don't have to be one of these natural born confident people to go out there and share whatever you might want to share in big or small ways that we're all capable of, you know, especially when we can connect to the message, the deeper meaning, how it might help people that really can help us to share that. What about this thing of worrying what people think? Because when I talk to people, worrying what people think comes up very, very high on their list of concerns and worries. What do you suggest to people to do when they, when they kind of get into really overthinking and letting that stop them from sharing things? Mm, yeah, I totally hear that. <laughs> I feel like that's been one of my own things as well. I think of this as... Actually, a lot of what we're talking about today, I think of as the sensitive soul archetype <laughs> of, you know, the, the woman who feels shy about sharing and kind of has those voices running in their head. And maybe if they're doing a social media post, if we want to do it on that level, their finger hovers over the button, <laughs> the published button, and they're kind of like, ah, oh, should I, should I? And then after they push it, then they're kind of like, well... Hmm. they're second guessing and they're like, I wonder how people receive that. Are people going to hate this? You know, they're going to not be my friend anymore. Are they going to judge me? Are they going to think something different? And then, you know, there's, there's so many levels to like what we can feel and what makes us not share because we're worried about what other people think. And I feel like one of the biggest steps you can take really is that tapping into the bigger message. Like, I feel like that's really the first step is, you know, what I'm sharing is beyond me. And if, when I'm worrying about what other people think, that's more about me and not about my message. And so tapping into that idea of being a messenger, no matter what your work is in the world. And I just like, I have a lot of understanding and empathy for this. (laughs) It feels very real. When you're worried about what other people think, I feel like the opposite of that is kind of being unapologetic, being unapologetic for who you are, what you stand for. And I think a big part of that is taking ownership of who you are, like stepping into who you are, like really knowing who you are and having that compassion for your voice. Also having compassion for your body. I think that's a huge part because they're very intertwined. And when you kind of have like practices in your life that are downing your body or body bashing or or you have a lot of thing, a lot of mainstream media in your life that's showing one way that women need to look or that we as people, because men have it too, that we need to look or, or show up as, or like that can create a lot of like, well, I'm not that. And so that can spill into what you're sharing that can spill into using your voice. And so one of the things I recommend for people is, is to start filling your social media feeds with diversity (laughs) to start filling your feeds with many different body types, shapes, sizes, different races, different ways of being different ways of expressing 
versus like one that you think is the right one. And sometimes starting to see more diversity in your life can make you feel like you're a part of that bigger picture rather than like, I don't look or sound like I think I'm supposed to. Instead, you're like part of this tapestry where if you're worried about what people think when you share, it becomes more of like, okay, well, I'm I'm just one of these people who's sharing (laughs) and I have my own way of doing it. And that's okay because I'm used to lots of people having their own ways or showing up in their own ways. And so that's another thing that I feel like, I feel like all of these different, I guess, techniques we've talked about today are all about starting to kind of reprogram and starting to, they're not so much as like, when this happens, do this. (laughs) It's more of like, how do you start to like program yourself or shift, shift the perspective you have in the world so that instead of seeing yourself as different from how you want to be, and that's a bad thing, you see yourself as I have these unique quirks and that's actually pretty cool because that's what makes me powerful. I love that idea, the unique quirks. That's so, I feel excited about that. I feel excited about that for myself and for everyone that we all have these unique quirky things about us that that make us powerful and that make what we have to say valuable. And I'm really glad that you mentioned the kind of the body, I guess, body image piece because that plays such a big role, especially for women, I think, in speaking up. If we don't feel good about our appearance, which, to be honest, society makes it very difficult to feel good about our appearance because of all the pressure we receive, then we're worried about that and we are just sort of taken away from the message that we have to share. And I think in the UK, it's something like 80% of women are unhappy with their appearance. I don't know what it's like in America. I imagine it's probably similar. But, you know, it's huge, huge numbers of people. And so, yeah, just having compassion for our bodies. I love the idea of, um, yeah, and just connecting to something deeper and the diversity in the social media feed. That's such a important point, I think, because we have been, I often talk about kind of reprogramming as well, being a, a hypnotherapist. I talk about that a lot. We've been programmed to think that bodies should look a certain way and we should look a certain way and actually to deprogram that by changing what we're exposed to making it more in line with what the world is actually like rather than this like one percent of models (laughs) instagram models that we get exposed to a lot of so yeah thank you for saying that Mm, yeah yeah that feels like a really big important topic that yeah can't be talked about enough (laughs) i did a whole podcast episode on it because it's like yeah It's something we often don't think about, you know, like you're like, well, how does my voice and all these kind of internal pieces connect back to my physical self, but we're all one. (laughs) And most of the time, what we think about our body is part of the inner voice going on in our head. So it's very connected. Mm, Definitely. So, I mean, is there anything else that you think people should really know? Any other piece of advice that you want to impart? Hmm. Well, I guess I would kind of just wrap it all up (laughs) with a bow (laughs) and say that just kind of emphasize a couple of different things. (laughs) So your unique quirks are make you are what make you a powerful messenger, whatever way you're showing up as a messenger, whatever your platform, whatever your work in the world is. And when you tap into that deeper message you're here to share and realize that it's greater than your discomfort and really tap into how much you care that can create a lot of courage. 
and that this idea of of us needing to be a certain way for us to be accepted or to get you know what we want in the world or <laughs> or to be liked or loved is so connected to that one image we're seeing as what we need to be and so the diversity creates a huge impact on that. So I feel like those are the main things that if you take away nothing else from this conversation and if you kind of have those shifts and those recognitions and start to notice in your own life, then that could be really powerful for you. I love it. I love it. And yeah, just when you said the word messenger again, I was reminded of something that I sometimes talk about how none of the ideas that we talk about are actually kind of new and unique ideas like everything every word has been said before every a lot of the ideas or most of the ideas have been said before maybe in a slightly different way but having this idea that kind of the information is moving through us it's coming through us from like the universe and it's moving through us to benefit other people and we're just like the channel or the messenger for that for those ideas and when I think about it like that it helps me I think to know that it's not really about me it's not like a personal thing necessarily and I can just have a sense that I'm a channel for these ideas and and yeah that helps me to connect to my courage as well so your description of the messenger really resonated for me in that way Mm. oh I love that yes Mm, so good (laughs) amazing and so can you share with us how people can find out more about you and work with you or find out what you're up to at the moment yes So I have one big thing (laughs) that has just been all over my heart and mind and soul lately. And that is probably one of the best ways if you want to get free support from me around this idea of being that messenger. If you are someone who, who feels called to say something in the world, to to take a stand for a message or wants to show up, maybe you are a business owner in the personal brand or, you know, you have that place where you want to build that platform or you are building that platform. I have developed a system called the messenger archetypes. And so there's five different ones and each of them has this, you know, the unique quirks that are attached to them. There's specific superpower. And each of them also has a way that their message kind of comes out messy And so if you want to identify which archetype you are and kind of get my guidance and advice around how to start making that clear and where you can start to peel back those layers so that your power is shining through, then you can take that quiz over at messengerquiz.com and it's totally free. So that's a great, probably the best way to get like immediate direct support around what we're talking about today. And then one of the main ways I work with clients right now is in messaging intensives, my clear message, clear copy intensives. And so if you're someone who's kind of a business owner and wanting to clarify the message behind your business and how it all ties together, the the story of your business, the story of your brand, then you can check that out too. You can find me over at adriadecourt.com. That's A-D-R-I-A-D-E-C-O-R-T-E. And I love connecting with people on Instagram. So my handle is Adria Decourt, pretty simple. And I would love to hear from anyone who's listening who wants to share an insight you had or connect with me or say hi and that you heard me on Chloe's podcast. <laughs> oh, and of course, I have my own podcast. <laughs> so my podcast is called Unforgettable. And I think that I personally believe that's like a really great resource 
for getting more of these deeper conversations around showing up as that messenger in your business and clarifying what you have to say and getting out there and sharing it and all these pieces we've talked about today. So yeah, that's unforgettable. You can find it on your podcast app or at unforgettablepodcast.com. So I would say those are the main places and pieces. Amazing. And I have done the quiz. It was very insightful, very intriguing. And I've definitely got some good pointers and good insights about myself from that. And I'm a regular listener, as you know, Adria, to your podcast, which I also love. So everyone go and check it out. Amazing. Thank you so much for talking to me. Mm, Thank you, Chloe. This has been so fun and so important. And I've had views bumped many times too. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Come on over to Instagram and let me know. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. And please do subscribe to the Karma You podcast if you have enjoyed this episode. Leave me a review and share it with any friends who you think might need to hear this message today. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a really good week and I'm sending you loads of love. Bye.